Hi, I'm psychic witch Angela Lovell, and today we're talking about alchemy. Welcome to Dear Witchy Poo. Dear Witchy Poo, my life isn't so much a dumpster fire as it is an empty public pool turned skate park full of McDonald's wrappers and used condoms. I'm an adult zombie living with my mother. I'm scared of everything, including going outside. You've mentioned Aleister Crowley, but don't talk a lot about alchemy, which I know he was famous for. How does that work? Is it the same as manifestation or do I need that weird little hat? Signed, Night of the Living Sad. I mean, at least there are used condoms in your life. <laughs> so, so today I'm talking to I don't know. They might not be theirs. I don't know. If that's a good thing. God, that's even worse then, right? Oh, yeah, all right. So today, you guys, exactly. I'm talking to alchemist Christian Bradley West. Uh, he is an intuitive luminary uh, who offers hillbilly hocus pocus and country fried kundalini. Uh, he's also an artist, designer, writer, and probably my favorite meme maker. Welcome, Christian. Seriously, Thank your you. account Thank is you. my favorite on Instagram. You're the only person I watch all the stories as soon as there's a new. I seriously don't fucking care about anything else going on Instagram except what you're doing. Thank you. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, it's fun. It's fun. You, I actually, you, I logged in and you were, I seriously never give a fuck about what's going on on Instagram. So you've kind of inspired me to take my social up a notch and get more fun and authentic with it, which Good. I appreciate. It's a weird tool. Um, but I logged in one day and you were doing a live and uh, I forget how it worked. It was very sophisticated. I really should figure it out. Maybe do it myself, but you were offering readings and I sent money somehow and I got a yeah, reading from the badge. you. Yeah. And it was so you start, you pulled a card and you started to talk about forgiveness. And I was like, I don't got nobody to forgive. And then you were like, of yourself. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> it was so, <laughs> so dead on. And I watched you read a few more people and I was like, oh, he's the real deal. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You know, I like doing those. It's, 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 it's a good practice, I think, to keep up with because I will just get an insight out of the blue and I won't even know like what I'm saying, but I have to say it. And I will tell you every time I do it, I will get DMs and people going, that was spot on. Yeah. That was spot on. Yeah. yeah. It was really, really beautiful. And um, I remember somebody in there because uh, I was watching you and I mean, honestly, I have a Leo moon. I don't care about a lot of things that are outside of my own spirit, you know, but I was watching you and I was like, his energy is really good. And then somebody actually messaged that to you. They were like, your energy is so clear. And they said exactly what I was thinking. And I was like, oh, we're all reading his aura right now. And it's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I've done a lot of put a lot of effort into clarify. I got you know the Zen, Zen Buddhists will call it clarifying the lake. So whatever rises to the lake, you clear off the top, and then you stir the lake. Which maybe like when you get triggered, the lake is you know gets muddy, and then you you skim off whatever. Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Scorpio, it gets it's in detriment there, right? Um, um, because one of Venus, one of its, it, it, it's akin to Taurus. So, mm -hmm. um, so for those who don't know in astrology, uh, I've been looking at this recently because I'll be teaching an astrology class this uh, on the planets, this specifically the planets and the signs this Sunday, and and the 
Uh, so I've been looking more at the detriments and the fall um, and exaltation, which I really don't read for. I don't read for, I don't read uh, reverse tarot cards either. So I don't really I don't either. At, yes. Yeah. I'm like, no, I, there's a card for that. Yeah. Well, because I figure it'll tell, the cards will speak to me however mm. they need to speak to me. Um, but the same with the planets, because I'm, I'm essentially an intuitive astrologer. So I say I know enough to be dangerous. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I use that and my intuition uh, to, to connect dots um, for, for people. And, and a Venus in Scorpio is considered a detriment uh, because Scorpio is a challenging sign anyway. I think the Taurus-Scorpio axis is already challenging um, uh, for people. Um, the Scorpio is deep water. So you take uh, that it connects to the earth. It's like the bottom of the ocean. So it can be still, it can be dark, it can be volcanic, you know, yeah. it can be a lot of things. Um, but um, so a Venus and Scorpio, the values we want to call that or, or why we love what we love you know, runs deep. So there's a lot of people don't get Venus and Scorpios, uh, uh, and and how they feel or things like that, mm -hmm. kind of like a Scorpio moon too. Um, they tend to have similar vibes to Venus and Scorpio. And uh, so, yeah, so it, it's, yeah. it's interesting. It, there's this the intensity. Yeah. intensity yeah, to yeah. it, depending on the day, the hour, the time, and, 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 and what it's aspected in the chart. It's house, for me, my Venus and Scorpio is in the fifth house conjunct Uranus. Uh, they're so Ooh, yeah. um, I sometimes joke the fifth house is the hoe house. So I, I, a lot of people <laughs> yes. with a conjunct Uranus, which of course is Aquarius <laughs> and connected to the 11th house of humans or humanity and, and groups of people, you know, it, it makes me look like I'm a big hoe, which I have been and can be. And, and past yes. there's, there's been a lot of prostitution in my past lives, <gasps> which I've talked about before. Um, uh, which has taught me a lot of things. And, and there's a lot of somebody wants. So there, I, I've become a lot of people's fetish and, and fixes yeah. in my experience. Not just want to please, um, but, but they want to be, they, they want intimacy. So, so it's an intimacy mm -hmm. thing. And we live in a world where intimacy is not valued because it's scary. <laughs> so yes, yeah. thank you. <laughs> It's yeah. very hard. I haven't had any used condoms in my life in three years now. So. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even sexual intimacy, right? No. I think you, you get to a point where, you know, a lot of people, sex is an assumed intimacy, um, especially looking at brain science and how it activates all these centers, right? And so we we get a fix. A lot of people get a fix through sex. And then and then it's like, oh, I have that. I can, I'm fine for a little while. And then they get lonely again. And like, I'm not. And and so what they're, but there's a, Venus and Scorpio wants a sustainable intimacy, not something that's a, ultimately like a, a hit and run. Agreed. So, agreed. Yeah. And yeah. I, I leveled up in the last couple of years. I mean, a lot of people did, you know, with everything yeah. that was hitting us on portals opening and, and now it's really hard to find someone on my level, which is, you know, as you level up, there are fewer people. It's just like numerology, you know, and it's all fucking shit show. And, yeah. Or as I like to say, the shift show. Ooh, <laughs> Let's turn into yes. the shift show. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. And I'm not negative. I'm like, yeah, any day now I'm going to fall in love again. It's going to be great. Like I'm really coming, I'm towing the line, but I'm just 
yeah, I'm also just biding my time. And it's it's a weird time for everybody right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a numbers game. It, it really mm-hmm. dating is a numbers game. I mean, oh, yeah. and, and and connecting with people and 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 it, it just continuously going, no, no, there's a lot of no to be said. So what happens? No. Yeah. And what happens, what I've done many times is gotten tired of it and just been like, you know, for two years, I was essentially, you're going to hear the pump, the water pump going, potentially. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, I have to cut that one out. And if you hear the weird, that's I'm like, okay. oh, that's okay. We're place. in the country. It's great. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So, uh, you know, after two years, I kind of gave up. I was like, who are, I went through my whole phase but I also was looking, there wasn't just, I'm going to sleep with you. It was like, let's look at these other things. And, 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 and finally I found someone who appeared good enough. Uh, little did I know that they were completely racked. And at the time I didn't know they were good enough. I, I thought they were pretty wonderful. Um, but they were racked with childhood trauma. Um, and, and then that, that became a point of obstruction and, and yeah. the lack of self-reflection because childhood trauma doesn't have to be an obstruction, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the unwillingness to confront. Yes. And, yes. And, yeah. I, I love this. I'm, I'm actually glad that you're, I meant to ask you if you're comfortable talking about this. I also uh, endured my uh, savage amounts of childhood trauma, which now yeah. I really carry with like a survival sort of badge attitude, but also that is the alchemy that is, yeah. and this is even on your website where I think I wrote it down. Um, you, okay. Where did I write this? You are, Oh, well, I love this too, but, um, yeah, al- I, I wrote down alchemy childhood trauma. That's what I wrote, but I do have some quotes over here. So I'm going to read later. No, it's um, okay. <laughs> but I, I love when I meet people who are on the other side of the childhood trauma and yeah. they have gotten the lesson and yeah. they're applying the lesson. And then even I'm still open. I mean, all of my partners have had such similar trauma. I had a partner, um, we butted heads. This is like, I'm never going to say who this is, but um, we butted heads quite a bit and it, it was really bad. And I kept reading. It's the same kind of sexual abuse. I've, I've endured the same sort of like, like hardcore. He has been assaulted, but he wouldn't tell me he yeah. had. And finally he told me it was like 5am. We'd been fighting all night. And he told me about being raped by a celebrity. And, um, after we got through that and he was very young, he was a teenager. After we got through that, there was, you know, this vulnerability, the safety. Um, I also like the part of me that had already worked on my stuff, just loved having a partner who could relate to my pain, which is at all, you know, everything just kind of settled, but people like us who have gotten on the other side of it, I feel like then that kind of becomes our calling is helping other people get on the other side. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, I'm tricky. The, the word help is tricky to me, but uh, at least to be a beacon, I like to yeah. say, so that, that people can recognize the fact that you don't have to stay stuck uh, and, and, and it might never go away but it's a maintenance factor. So I always say it's like the elephant in the room. You know, once you look at it and once you stop allowing it to take up so much space, it shrinks. And then one day you can just step over it, you know? So it essentially gets easier and easier that the impact 
uh, and the size, or at least the perceived size of its influence, uh, starts to shrink. And that, you could apply that to alchemy because alchemy really is just the, the transformation of anything, right? Yeah, that's what um, makes it different <clears throat> from manifestation. It's actually transforming yes. something that's got power to it. And I, you know, it's funny, manifestation is, a, so I, I don't like that word really or tricky. Actually, I like the word. It's a word. I, there's nothing to dislike or like about a word. It's a little overused uh, these days. It's, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, the, it's the perception around the word, I think, mm. that, that, that becomes the issue. Because if you look it up, and actually, I always forget exactly what it is. So let's, let's, let's actually pull this up. For some reason, I forget because it's, it's a weird word. I like to use the word creation or even um, um, or or the alchemy, because sometimes we have to go through the um, um, we have to go through. Oh, it says no results. OK, <laughs> my phone handy manifestation. I words. Matter. I just spelled it wrong. Words. Well, matter. they really do. So, you know, it's it says the act of, of course, manifesting. And if we look at that, it, it's readily perceived by the eye or understanding. So really manifestation is a recognition factor. It, it's not um, it, it's not about to make clear or evident to the eye, to prove beyond a doubt a question. Um, it, it has nothing to do with creativity. It has to do with recognition. So I, I find it fast. I don't know where somebody in, in the world of uh, the new age, or mm -hmm. as Jeff Brown, the author says, the new cage, um, <laughs> says about, about this is, is when did it become um, about getting what you want, you know, because that to me, most people are trying to be loved and approved of, but they replace that love and approval for the acquisition of the things they think they need in order to also feel safe. Yes. So most people are operating out of some survival mechanism that might have been augmented by trauma. Literally, trauma will augment the amygdala in our brain, in our, which is essentially our fear center. And so we will, we will, um, we're conditioned through through fear learning uh, to anticipate the next bad thing or the next event of trauma. And so when we do that, <laughs> we, we oftentimes go, oh, that's painful. Let me go away from the pain. Let's go to the pleasure, which is just the, the, uh, the pain pleasure cycle. Yep. And so it's like, oh, I got what I want, what I think I need in order to survive, feel safe, loved and approved of. Um, and then like me searching for relationships oftentimes is how it's come up, uh, are looking to belong and, and then inevitably being disappointed in some capacity, because I was looking out of my, my wound. So it, it, it's, I like the idea of recognition and seeing things for what they are there, you know, and, and because that's, that's part of the, the awakening process. We suddenly yeah. go, Oh wait, that's not what I thought it was. That's not in alignment with my illusions. That's not in alignment with my needs or what I think I need, Yep, you know? Yeah, so I, I like the idea of focusing on alchemy and the transformation, but the maintenance of it too. So maintaining it, um, because most people are like, I'm transformed, I'm over this shit. And then like a decade later, they have this nightmare, they wake up the next morning 
And then, and then all these things start happening in their life that are similar to the pattern. Like, I thought I was over this, you know, and it's <laughs> yeah, like, well, yeah. maybe one layer of it, yeah. maybe one level, right? Yeah. So, I don't think yeah. we're, I, and I, I've, you know, it's kind of like shadow work. Like you're not really supposed to kill the shadow. You're supposed to integrate it. You're not supposed to be over things. You're supposed to be grateful for the lesson eventually. And I mean, I, uh, I put myself through my old traumas, sort of like I have a schedule, you know, and it's like, Oh, time to relive that. And my patients know I have full on hours where I am bawling into a microphone, which I am grateful to have uh, ears to that because otherwise I would be, you know, crying by myself and that's even sadder. (laughs) (laughs) Being seen and heard is never a bad thing. Well, let's talk about the lesson part for a moment and, and let's apply that to the alchemy. So I, I struggle with people going, you know, people will say, well, I saw a, a quote yesterday on Instagram that I might post in my stories and talk about, but I, it was on a friend's page and not on her page, on her stories. And 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 she had a thing to say about it because she and I definitely agree with the fact that your abusers are not your teachers. No, okay? no, there's no, this, no. There's they have this old abusers. adage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's this old adage that everything can be your Buddha or your guru. And, but, but, Teaching to me is intentional. I'm a teacher. Literally, I used to teach. Um, I, I, I like teaching. It's probably really the thing that I do. Guru just simply means teacher, by the way. Um, and so we all have our teachers, but we can choose when we choose the lesson or we can, which is to also say another way of reframing that of alchemizing it is when we choose to look at the meaning or apply the meaning to whatever happened in our life, right? We have an opportunity to, to, to go, okay, this is how I'm going to use it. I prefer the term purpose to lesson. What is the purpose? What am, how am I going to use this information? How am I going to use this, this stuff? And if it's trash, then I I chuck it, right? Like sometimes I don't need to turn trash into treasure because sometimes it's just trash. Your trauma is not necessarily a a frigging treasure. It is something that happened and that distorted your energy centers that distorted your brain. and, And then the energy centers related to that, you know, all of those things. And, and had you view through the lens of fear, but potentially because you're going to that extreme, it has you, and in the fear, the unconsciousness, it, it can, you can swing to, into the awareness and what some people might call the love consciousness or the inclusivity where you stop judging it for what it is. It it doesn't mean that it wasn't uncomfortable or, or, or painful or any of those or abusive or any of those things. It just simply means, okay, well that happened. And it's, it keeps happening in our world. And I think the only reason, the only lesson that we need to take from it really is to stop it <laughs> and to get yes. people to recognize, to empower people, children, the teenagers, you know, uh, young adults, adults to speak up and say, no, I'm not going to let you do this anymore to me. You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm going to, you know, in whatever, however way we need to do that and not allow the potential punishment from the tyrants. Uh, Cause there's a lot of children that do speak up and whose parents don't listen to them, you know, yeah. and things like that. So, but if we can, we can, ha- we can provide the tools and support people in harnessing uh, the usefulness of those tools, then, then, then it will stop. 
And that's all. The, the lesson really is that just needs to stop yeah. <laughs> from my yes. perspective. <laughs> I agree. Lately, as you know, things feel, we, we're all feeling a little powerless lately. And um, the only thing I keep telling myself, well, two, the, two things I have to do. I just have to get through today. I tell myself that every day. Anything else is a bonus. If I get through today, everything else is bonus. And I'm productive yeah. and I get things done, but that's the only yeah. thing I have to do right now. And the other thing is I just want to leave the world better than I found it. And I just started saying that one to myself and that feels like it would be a lot of pressure, but that's just me doing basic fucking decent things like picking up trash. When I see it outside my house, by my apartment building, you know, just like little things. Like I want to be the person who leaves people happier after they encounter her, you know, like I just want to be a bright light in a weird ass world that I honestly I'm I'm a fan of this world I love this planet I think it's great I would love for us yeah. to take better care of it but yeah, here we are uh, there's a lot <laughs> of opportunity there's a lot of opportunity mm-hmm. and, and humans have a penchant for creating crisis over and over again for some reason yes yeah um I want to talk about uh, you, the first thing I ever saw of yours is a video where you say, tell me you're a witch without telling me you're a witch. And you have all oh, yeah. these young deer. Oh my God. It was straight up magic. <laughs> and these, if you guys haven't seen it, he's, he just beats all these young deer who come in his house <laughs> like and are just <laughs> communing. I mean, it was crazy. So I'll tell you what happened there. So <laughs> where I actually was, was a timeshare that my grandparents owned in the Shenandoah Valley and they left to me. So I go up there every June and, and the deer there, because they live on that side of the mountain, they don't get hunted. So, and I'm pretty sure people feed them there. I fed them there. Oh, um, yeah. But, you know, so they, um, so I was there, this happened this summer, I was there all week, and I hadn't really seen very many of them. The, 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 I've had groundhogs, you know, come up to me and other, other things. So they're very domesticated and, and, and comfortable with the humans there, um, probably more so than others, because I thought it was very interesting. It was Thursday night, I, I was going to be leaving that Friday. So I, I had been there the whole, yeah, I'd been there since the last Friday, and hadn't really seen them. And oh, I'd seen them. They just hadn't shown up at my at my place. And the most fascinating thing happened was that they just all showed up at the door that night. Like they were like, oh, you're leaving tomorrow. What do you have for us? <laughs> and I was like, like, do you have any food left over that you're not going to eat? And I was like, actually, I do. I have some watermelon and, and a few other things that if you guys want to have, you can have. So they, they literally all show up in a group and it was and then they just stuck around for like you know an hour or so and I just kept making videos I was like what are you guys doing like and and it was just it was really fun and fascinating um that they were all just so wanting to be engaged and I, I wasn't outside the door was cracked um it was a sliding glass door and I think the screen door was on and then I just saw them all standing there and then I just opened the door and they just stepped right in and I was like what are you guys doing so it was it was pretty funny so, yeah. I feel like and animals definitely know I mean they yeah. know a lot more than their their yeah. intuition is clear you know but yeah. I died over that video and and then then later I find you just from the fabulous memes popping up yeah (laughs) Yeah. but yeah that was like that was like your solid gold chart topper (laughs) yeah it was fun 
It was it was good. I, I would like to do more. I want to live in a, a more nature oriented space right now. I've been and I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to settle someplace. So Ooh, lots of nature nice. would be good. Yeah. I know. I feel that way too. Well, also just right now, especially I feel like when we are denied human interaction, the I go barefoot outside in the grass all the time. And yeah, late at night, I like to go outside and walk around because I live on a river right now and it's really nice. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got lots yeah. of scary things that will eat me if I go in the water. So I try to just walk <laughs> along it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not in the mood to find out how delicious I am, but um. yeah, I always make an agreement <laughs> with the animals. I'm like, I won't bother you if you don't bother me. Yeah, yeah, I should try that. I actually currently reside in the shark attack capital of the world. Oh wow! So where yeah. is that? Where where it's where is Volusia that? County. It's where um Eileen okay. Warnos was picked up. We had another serial killer in here one time too. It's very Florida. It's Daytona Bike Week. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really, I went to high school here. My whole family's here. So I came back for a minute for some health stuff with my mom. And then I was like, well, LA is terrifying Wait, you're in, right now. You're in Daytona? Daytona area. Yeah. Oh, you know, I was just there for a week. I just, were you in Daytona? There. Yeah. I saw ago. you were in Florida. I should have. I, I was there. I was there for two weeks. I was there for two weeks. Yeah. Oh, so, how'd yeah. you like it? <laughs> so there's sharks there really there's yeah sharks in the it's, water there? It's, i still have two friends from high school who are still lifeguards gonna retire soon and they every time i see them they show me new photos on their phones of shark bites that would blow your mind where the shark just wants to taste a person people usually don't die but they're getting attacked they're getting bitten yeah. and it is horrific the shark bites are exactly what you would imagine. I don't go in the water. I just went to the beach this weekend with a bunch of new friends. And I was like, nope, you guys, I go in there to piss and then I come back out. That's all I do with the ocean. It's just a toilet to me. And I will go squat. Like they, it's clear I'm pissing in the ocean because I won't stand up because that's too deep. A shark could bite me. That's funny. I got trapped in the ocean. (laughs) What? In Daytona? How did you get trapped? There were two. There were two breaks. I, I, um, the day, one day I went. I went every day. I, it didn't go very far in the water, but usually I like to go out just past the break, and I can still touch because I'm tall, and and just kind of float or be there. But this day <laughs> I took a boogie board, and I I did. I floated on the boogie board, and I went out past the first break, which wasn't really very far, and I could still touch. At least it didn't seem very far at the time. Um, but somewhere between the two waves, I wouldn't call it a riptide, but um, I was I was stuck in between these waves. When I decided I wanted to go in, I couldn't touch. So it had taken me out just far enough where I couldn't touch. And it's funny you talk about sharks because I, for some reason, kept thinking about sharks while I was there. And I was like, that's silly. I've never encountered like who like I would know it'd be on the news or something. Um, oh, my so, God. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, and I didn't feel strange about doing it that day. So what I did is when I decided to try and go back in, I, I, I couldn't. And, and I swam and I kicked and I stayed in one space. It would not let me, and I could not touch. I could not get into the point where I had to try and flag down somebody. And cause I couldn't get back to shore. And um, you know, it kept me locked in between the two waves. Uh, and all I, and so every time like a little wave hump would come, um, that didn't break because I was in between the two breaks. 
Um, you know, so it, it would break here, break in one spot, and then it would kind of die off and then hump again and then break again further closer to shore. And so I swam and I swam and I tried to, and I had my boogie board and I wasn't moving. And oh so finally God. I waved and, and there, I hadn't seen a lifeguard that day either because they drive in their trucks. And so there was a woman on the shore who ended up calling, uh, apparently called 911 because eventually I just kicked my ass off and I was like, and then when I could finally touch again, I just hauled ass back to shore, but I almost collapsed and puked when I got back to shore. And it, it took about 15 minutes. I couldn't be, it took fi- almost 15 minutes just to get back to shore. And I wasn't very far, by the way, I wasn't that far out. I was just past the first break. And, and so the current was that strong and it didn't look that strong. There were no flags. There was no warnings. There was nothing um, that day when the woman said, well, I've been trying to call 911, but didn't get anybody. And, um, and, 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 but I saw, I saw you waving. So I was glad at least somebody noticed. Um, so I go and I meditate and I said, universe, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I didn't feel any weirdness about going out there. This is, I've done this before. This isn't anything new. Um, and, uh, and by the way, like every time I would kind of swim, I would kind of get sucked back, you know? So, um, after the, the wave would hump, it would then kind of go back to that first break. And it was literally, I was trapped in between these two waves. There was just no getting back at, at one point. I was, and I was, and I got exhausted because no matter how much I was swimming and if it didn't have the boogie board, I would have drowned. Yeah. Um, for sure. So, um, so I got back and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh my God, that's how I feel about my life half the time. Like there's this feeling that no matter how much effort I put into something, no matter how I show up, no matter what I do, I can't get where I want to go. Oh, <laughs> oh God. So relatable. <laughs> and then I also thought everyone says, go with the flow. Sometimes you got to <laughs> fuck that. Because there's a line that says only dead fish go with the flow. And, and sometimes you can't go with the flow. So I learned, especially emotionally, struggling with depression um, and also anxiety over the years periodically, that when I'm depressed, I can't go with the flow with the depression. Sometimes I can't lay down and take the nap I want. I can't do that. I have to pick myself up and go exercise, take a walk redirect whatever the voices are in my head and swim against the current because the current is the depression. The current is the anxiety. The current are the voices in my head. Again, more alchemy here. Right. Mm -hmm. And I cannot go with the flow when I'm in that zone. Sometimes, even though my nervous system is lit up, even though, you know, I'm like, Oh, all I can manage is to take a nap. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. Um, but it's very conscious at this point. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to sleep for three hours. I'm gonna sleep for 30 minutes and do a reset, you know? And so I realized that sometimes you just can't go with the flow because if you go with the flow, you'll be sucked out to sea and eaten by sharks. Right. So good. This is so good. When you started telling the story, I'm like, I'm fascinated, but we're really off topic now. Now. No, we're not. <laughs> it's so good. It's so true. It's so true. Well, and it's a huge misconception. Mm. Um, I don't know who these people are who aren't aren't I'm everybody has depression and anxiety, but like there are people who legitimately aren't dealing with theirs. Um, you know, and they're usually like 
parents and people of a generation, you know, that are just yeah. like, that's not real. But yeah. I mean, the go with the flow. It's funny because recently I, I, my guides were like, I do need to go more with the flow. But now I'm now I'm now I'm exhausted and I don't think I have a boogie board. So I need to definitely. Start going <laughs> <laughs> I think I think what that means is, you know, we we. I had my own flow in that moment. It was not the flow of the ocean. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go where I wanted to go. So I was going with my flow and I wasn't going to let some other energy get in the way of that happening. Yeah. And so I put in all the effort that I had every fiber of my being to the point where I just had to want it to collapse and puke when I got <laughs> onto land um, to do what I wanted to do. And, and if you've ever talked with an athlete, you know, athletes who train, some days are like that. You know, some days you push yourself to the point where your body says, I want to stop. Your mind says you can't do this anymore. And you go, fuck that. I'm doing it. And you push through and you push through and you keep pushing through. So sometimes the flow is self-directed. So it's about being conscious about where you want to go and where you want to put your attention and then allow the flow in that direction and sometimes creating your own. So maybe go with the flow means what do you want to go with and then picking it. Yeah. Because the flow for me was my body moving against the current of another flow. (laughs) So so it depends on what does the, what, what is, what are your guides or what, what, what does it mean by flow? You know, so so we got to look at that. Yeah, yeah, I love this. I freaking love this. Um, <laughs> one thing that I did write down that I love, you said, um, you make art every day and you ask in readings, you ask people, do you make your art out of unconsciousness or consciousness, shame or acceptance, lies or truth? And yeah. that's beautiful because art is all those things, but it's not something we're asked You know what I mean? Like you're actually asking (laughs) us, you're asking people to examine the source. Yeah. The how. Yeah. How is, is, is really, how are you going about your life? You know, in what capacity are you living? Um, And, and are you being purposeful or not? Are you being Mm -hmm. conscious or unconscious, loving or fearful? honest or or dishonest with yourself now none of it's bad you know if you're dishonest fine if if you're if you're fearful fine you know if you're unconscious fine none of it's bad because all of it can be used for the fuel for transformation yeah absolutely yeah and the more aware we become of what we're doing the the simpler and and the greater the ease of our life because we stop yeah. resisting, we stop being contrary, we stop, you know, um, we, we stop resisting what we want anyway, <laughs> based on yeah. our conditioning, what we learn. So, you know, if we look at the ocean moment in another way is that the ocean represented my conditioning and, and what I was told I needed to do. And then me going, no, I'm not going to do that. So there's a point in life where we, we have to confront things and go against, go the path of least resistance 
But the interesting thing is it becomes the path of least resistance once we get over the hurdle because we don't have to resist our own authenticity, (laughs) our own truth. Do you consider yourself a channel? You feel so much like a channel to me. Um, you know, I, 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 let's define that word. (laughs) (laughs) Like sort of an unconscious, you know, I've seen, I've seen people channel like Cheryl Strait. I saw her talk one time and when I'm in the room with the channel, sometimes I kind of go a little, uh, like I, I leave my body and the message that they're saying in the room with me kind of comes through the top of my head and I'm out. So and you I, become the channel. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, but I'm so, picking up on like the, the ultimate channel vibes. But you you put out a very strong channel vibe. So I'll say this. Um, there's a couple ways to look at it. Eckhart totally talks about being a channel, but he doesn't talk. I liked what he said once about, well, I'm not a channel for any other being. Uh, I'm a channel for presence is mm-hmm. what he says. And so what that points to is a lot of spiritual teachings of, if, if we want to call it the ego, um, or the devil. Sometimes I say the devil or the demon Mara. If you're if you're in Buddhist, you know whatever the the survival mind really, whatever the the conditioning is, all of those things that has been called many names for many centuries. When when we remove that, we become clear. We become the clear lake. We don't need to sit within the egoic structures, if you want to call it that, too, um, of the past. So again, that's another way. All conditioning is past, all of it. So uh, so if I'm a channel, it is simply a vessel for the awareness without allowing whatever the identity of Christian Bradley West in the past to get in the way. And I jokingly say we're all walking vaginas for God or spirit, you know, <laughs> we're just our cosmic cock, you know, we just, we're just, that's just, we're all walking vaginas. Cause we, we really are, but it's tricky because and another analogy has been the flute and and that that spiritual teachers have used that we are the flute and the air is the breath of god um moving through us so you know but we are essentially also we are all those things because we're not one thing separate because i, I don't like that analogy as much because it, it makes it look like we're separate because we're all what you might call God. I don't like that word. It's really big or Me spirit too. or the universe or the, yep. the, the all pervasive energy of everything, if we want to call it that. And then we're also, also not that we're also in these contained vessels. Um, for some reason, we come in to limit ourselves through form and duality <laughs> only to recognize uh, the, 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 the fact that there's also the wholeness within, within it all. So, you know, so to be a channel from my perspective is simply to be clear in, in, in my willingness to participate and show up and not allowing whoever I think I am or have to be to get in the way. And some people will become vessels for other beings. Um, but my thought is, is, you know, I have a friend actually, I do a podcast, another podcast after this at five. Uh, you guys all got me on the same day, which was funny. <laughs> it worked. It worked out. It was really good, actually. But um, who who thinks that part of what we do is embody what's considered the higher self. And I don't like that word either, because again, it's very easy for humans to put things into categories of superior, inferior, and then judge. (laughs) Yes. 
you know? And so, um, so I don't like to say how or higher self as much as it's just maybe some element of our dimensionalness, if we say it that way, our layer that, that appears to be separate until we become aware. But it's always there, you know. But he said to me, we did a past life regression. He's and, and we were talking afterwards. He's like, oh, I think I told him, no, I embody whatever you want to call it. If you call it my higher self, I said, I embody that, that pretty much 24-7 now. And he goes, uh, he goes, well, I don't think that's possible. And then I was talking to him, he's like, I think you do do that. <laughs> and I was like, but that's what the spiritual teachers do. I mean, ever since I was a little kid, I was like, I want to be like Jesus and Buddha. Like, I didn't know why. I was like, I want to be those guys. Um, you know, people people look up to other people and they're like, I want to be like them. I was like, oh, I want to be like, I want to be Buddha, you know? So I jokingly oh, call yeah. myself the messy bitch Buddha. But, um, <laughs> you know, but because uh, I still got the ego and the stuff that's still there and I'm aware of it. It doesn't go away anymore. So even though the, the junk is still, you know, take sometimes in the attic or, or, or in the trunk, the hall yeah. space. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, there, there's messy parts, you know, don't let it obstruct what I do. Yeah. So, but there are people out there who can channel other beings. Uh, I think that's that, 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 that this is, if you're listening, be careful of that or be conscious of that. Not so much careful of who you listen to because who's talking, you know, is it Fred that died three weeks ago who, you know, was a fundamentalist Christian who, who decided that he, who liked playing, you know, games with people and decided oh, yeah. that he do that with, yeah. with other humans. Yep, yep. <laughs> I have an uncle. I have my uncle Denny was a raging racist who thinks no man is good enough for me. And when he comes in, I'm always like, have I not successfully swapped you out with a better guide by now? Like this right? has been a long time, <laughs> right? but yeah, you have to call on your healthy guides, your healthy ancestors. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, there, there's a lot of people out there and and just because they've passed over doesn't mean they know more than us. Um, but I think there are that do. I think I think there are it's interdimensional. So I, I think people can come through in different ways. And so, yeah. you know, I don't always trust who's speaking. Uh, and, and sometimes I, I struggle with people who are like, oh, I'm a channel. I'm channeling this person. To me, sometimes it's a cop out because then they don't have to be responsible for the information they're giving. They're like, oh, Charlie told me that you know, yes. um, or, oh, or God. Abraham Hicks, you know, I don't know. I agree with certain things they say, but some things I don't say. So, oh, that was Abraham talking. I'm yep. just channeling Abraham or the, the group of people called Abraham. Cause they even say it's a group of people. It's not agreed. I know I, that's when I, that's there's some, I don't trust everybody in the group. I've listened to some of, of their stuff and I yeah. am a fan of a chunk of it so yeah. it's definitely real but then but there's got- cognitive dissonance in it and that's mm-hmm. the thing you know it, there there's there's conflict and if you're yeah. if you're listening to someone and and there's conflict in in their in their words then there's yeah. two reasons one is it's actual conflict um and 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 they don't really know what they're talking about or, or they do half the time and the other time they don't or and their own stuff's getting in the way or it's part of the teaching because yes. all spiritual teachers will, will, there are tricksters in some capacity and, and use information to trigger you in order to sometimes bring something to the surface to skim off the lake and oh, to alchemize, yeah. you know? <laughs> I, you know what I really like about you? I'm realizing we're, you, you don't meet a lot of critical thinkers in this business. It's a lot, oh. it's maybe a little too much go with the flow. 
not enough <laughs> critical thinking. Well, that's the thing, you know, swimming against the tide, uh, like I was doing, uh, is something that I do in life, uh, and not and on purpose, though, not not to be a jerk, not to not to fly in the faces of people, but to to invite people to question, you know, invite people to ask the information. And you'll notice for somebody on a channel in the talk, if you say that channel, I look up to my left and my right a lot. So that's, you know, sometimes when I do videos, I'm like, oh, I got to talk. I got to reset. Like, it's really interesting. I noticed recently I do that. And I notice I can reset myself by doing that. So if I'm not looking straight at you, that's why. Oh, because I find that the information comes through when I'm. Well, moving. and you have to break a connection sometimes with a person to get what you're saying. I do. I exactly. do the same thing sometimes. It's the yeah. most interesting thing, but I just noticed I was doing that a lot. But yeah, I, I think, the, or my perception is anyway, uh, that the whole point of consciousness is to be conscious. And the only way that happens is through being curious and asking questions. And if you're not in a state of, in, of inquiry and reflection, then then you're potentially living in a vacuum. Yep, yep. I never want to stop <laughs> seeking. I never want to stop seeking answers, never want to stop questioning, even when I get a message and I'm really sure about it, you know? And there are a lot of things that I had to do big soul searching on in the last year. I go back and I say, was that, are we sure we stay on this path now? Is this path, like you have to always be asking these questions. And I think that this also boosts your your intuitive nature and and yeah. i don't i feel like i hear more the more i ask yeah well yes because it, not knowing is a gift mm -hmm. and it goes back to being present beginner's mind and people are afraid of the unknown uh, because as human beings we have a gift of anticipation of of being able to connect dots uh, and, and to predict, uh, but if, uh, from my perspective, to get to attach those predictions, to get to attached to the outcome it, through fear and through the need to feel safe uh, becomes fear of the unknown. Fear of the unknown is sim because there's no such thing as the unknown, by the way, there's no such thing as the unknown. Why? Because someone somewhere, something knows so it, it's it's very it's a very colonial type of way of looking at things or or old exploratory like we don't we're, we're going to the new world but well, the new world was the old world for a lot of people yeah. <laughs> you know and and Lewis and Clark and other people you know and 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 manifest destiny if we throw that in there of these <laughs> And going, you know, I, which is really probably where it started, which is where I'm getting to the frontier. The frontier was not the frontier for a lot of people, you know, that were living there because they were already there. So, you know, that that's where part of my job is to where people find me and I'm like, oh, I've already treaded this ground. Let me guide mm -hmm. you. So it yes. appears to be unknown. And again, we come into these these limited spaces uh, and uh, I think to unwrap the gift, yes! whatever the gift is, you know, so oh. yeah, we don't know what's in the box, but, uh, but, but we, we, we're here to unwrap it. And, and, and if we get to a point where, where we know what we want, we might know what's in the box, but it was, but part of the creative process was was getting there. So we essentially wrapped what's in the box 
as well, you know? So we, you know, so, and then gave it to ourselves. Um, I want you to write, (laughs) can you just sit and be nothing, like just be more prolific, just crank out a fucking shit ton of books. I'm not kidding. I I will read anything you've written. I'll be launching my, I'll be launching my podcast soon. I keep saying that, but life in the last couple of years has just been hard hitting. And I, I, there has not been a consistent place for me to work. And every time I go, I'm going to record it. I'm going to do this. It just doesn't seem to be time. I feel like it's time soon though. And I'll have another Instagram account. That'll be all of that. So, you know, it'll be, so there's more and I have a book. I'm, 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 I got another element of it last night that I'm working on. So it's, it's coming. And you are here on purpose. The podcast is really proof of concept of the book. Mm-hmm. So I'm launching that kind of, you go, okay, I, I want to do this, but let's talk about some things in the book. And that's one of the things I talk about the gift. So <laughs> I love it. Christian, tell people what it's so funny. Well, and this was my message that I got. Usually I have a whole bunch of questions and all I did was write down my favorite things about you and just like oh, touch on you. them. Um, I, one thing I loved, and I want, I want to hear about your, um, your whatever your like spiritual practices but I loved <laughs> this thing I read on your I read on your website and I was like I say that to myself all the time you say you are the author and artist of your life and I'm always telling myself I am the author of this story and I am a good fucking writer I say that every day yes. and I love it because it's power yeah. it's not vague it's not there but I want to know okay so as the author artist what is your spiritual practice that keeps you so <laughs> dazzling and in tune and um avoiding the stupider woo words that everybody likes to meme I love god I, and that's the thing like because this is the first time I've been ever talking to you. And I could tell you were brilliant. You came in so clearly on stuff for me. I was very drawn to you. I'm excited to read this book and all the other books. Thank I hope you. you write at least 20, please, <laughs> like Stephen King level prolific with this shit. Um, but tell us, tell us about your spiritual practice and things that you think, you know, people who haven't quite learned how to stir their lake or swamp. I think a lot of people have swamps. And to alchemize, right? Yeah. Right? There's a lot yes. of swamps too. Um, and none of it's bad. Everything, everything has its purpose, or can anyway, um, if you choose it. So <laughs> I get asked this question a lot. I'm going to give you my answer. It came to me <laughs> earlier this year. I laughed when it came through me. What isn't my spiritual practice at this point? <laughs> so good. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh, you know, I've been a lot of around a lot of family the last six weeks, um, and 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 confronting some karma. If we want to call it that, some of my own patterns. If we just put it in that 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 frame, and and that are related uh, to my mother and my grandmother, and, and that that's become my spiritual practice. I also think, realized too. I thought I needed to find a tribe. And I realized, or a group, or a clan, and I realized that, who, who is that? Well, it's whoever I'm with in the moment, you know, whoever I'm around, you know, that that becomes my, my group. So it, for me, it, it's not one thing. I will tell you what I default to, though, is that I work out a lot. I'm, you know, my degrees in exercise science, I was personal trainer, 
um, NMP teacher for a minute, uh, being connected to my body is really uh, of great value. And, and, and monitoring my breath, I, I realized that the breath really is the life force. Uh, I used to do a lot of Qigong. I've done yoga. Um, I, I've done a lot of things. But for me, moving meditations, getting myself into a place of stillness requires movement for me. And it does for a lot of people, by the way. People think they can just sit down and be still. I'm like, sometimes you got to get up and you got to move. And Sadhguru, I just read his book, Karma, and he talks about this as well, which I was really excited that he addressed that because sometimes... The, 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 the energy within us needs to be worked out. So I have a lot of energy in me, so I have to work it out. I do have a lot of words, a lot of things to say. Uh, it's been difficult simply because I, I've had my own trauma, but been clearing that a lot. And I have become ever more prolific as I continue to clear that. And now uh, my, my practice right now, when it's called what I want to create is, is, is a house. Uh, I'm ready to have a house again. I haven't had a house in a minute. Um, to ground in, to, to be in, and to do this work from, because the, 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 right, this, what we're doing today is really paramount, because, yeah, deconstructing spirituality, yeah. being practical about it, and, and recognizing its value, and, and, and supporting people and recognizing their value, um, and adding my voice to the pool of voices out there that are uh, that are inviting people to be more conscious in their life. So, so that's it. the, yeah. yeah. So my practice points to that points yes. to the purpose. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're, I just, I love the authenticity and <laughs> you. you really are operating at a, a higher vibration than a lot of the people <laughs> saying things these days. And I just have such appreciation. For, I mean, I'm so glad I found you honestly, because it's making me more engaged on Instagram, which I've heard forever. I'm supposed to do um, you. Okay. Tell people, I know you have it's um, a practice. It is. It's all a practice. So you're, you have a course that I hope you teach again. I think this might come out the day that it that it actually you do the course, but it become an astro ho illuminating the celestial bodies. Are you going to do that again? It sounds really good. Probably. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be this Sunday. And then I, I, so there's three sections to it. So the first one's the planets and we have the houses and and then and then we'll have the um um the aspects. And and I wanted to teach it it's separate because I was like, well, somebody wants to chime in, they can, it, it, you know, um, if they want to, they don't have to, maybe they just want to learn about the aspects. Maybe they learn about the planets, you know, so something told me to kind of break it up into that. But yeah, it, so uh, I'm sure I will, um, uh, you know, and, and we'll Astrology is important to a certain degree to, as a gateway, we call it a gateway drug, um, a gateway spiritual uh, awareness to kind of like uh, look at it and go, okay, like I'm going to review my chart. It's, it's a good point of self-inquiry. I think Tarot can be too. Um, I think all these tools are a good point of self-inquiry, but ultimately they're Dumbo's feather. So we'll need them forever. <laughs> yeah. You know, yes. I, I don't think we have to know that have to use them forever, but being aware of the energy and what's going on in the world is, is a value. But once you stop being influenced by it and you stand in your authenticity, then it doesn't matter because you're the one directing the boat. Yeah, I love it. The boat or the boogie board, you know. Whatever. Yeah, or, or yeah, whatever or you got access to to exactly, stay exactly, <laughs> and to and to get where you want to go. I really hope you'll teach more of these courses. I think that 
I think that they would be very popular. And more than that, super helpful. You are definitely putting the right stuff out for people to be picking up and alchemizing their lives with. Yeah. I'm really trying to swing back to that. But tell people. No, but they- it's true. So people, yeah. you know, so alchemy is just in the transformation, you know, I mean, yes. really that's all it comes down to and, and, and recognizing and you know all my artwork everything has been about taking found objects and then moving turning them into something else so Uh, and then I'm just in another level of that right so mm -hmm. anything that's happened in your life you know you can take and use some part of it and if you can't trash it I agree I agree and not all I've had so many clients and friends and you know, people struggle with uh, relationships with family members and some family members, you're supposed to take what occurred and go deal with it and leave the people like they are the garbage. You're not supposed yeah. to have a relationship, continued relationship with everyone Possibly. you've ever loved, exactly. you know, but it's, it's hard. And we're all wading through our swamps of trash and skate parks of used condoms, I guess. But um, yeah. yeah, yeah, but exactly. Tell- Tell people where they can find you. And I want to jump over before I still have you for a few minutes to do secrets. We're going to do a special Patreon episode where. Okay. Yeah. So, so what, um, you find me on the country or christianbwest.com. You can Google my full name, Christian Bradley West. You'll find a bunch of stuff on Google. <laughs> if you Google my name, you can find me on Instagram as the country clairvoyant. Uh, you can, or you are here on purpose on Instagram. I'm, you know, I'll be posting more over there soon for the podcast and, and you'll be able to find the podcast. You are here on purpose on all major platforms here in the next few months. And then, the, um, and then you can also find me on Twitter as Christian B West, or again, if you Google me, you'll probably find me. So yeah, it's, it's pretty easy. So yeah. I'm finally venturing back into the land of Twitter. I'm like, I got to get on there and follow Christian. Well, yeah. I adore you. I am Thank grateful you. that you landed Yay. in my path, that I can bring you to the paths of others. I hope you write many, many books, blah, 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 Thank you. you know, it's um, coming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's the thing is the go with the flow. Maybe don't go with the flow. Whatever. It's I'm glad that you're... you get to choose the flow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So maybe As... it's about the choice. <laughs> yes. And I guess also to our, uh, to our letter, you know, and sometimes you, I think you said this, you have to make your own flow. Yeah. I think that's the I point. Mean, especially in your mom's house. I was there last year. She had cancer. I had to be there. She's fine. She's going to be fine now. But um, Good. that's a hard one. Being in a mom's house is, as an adult, especially, it's never easy. But right? We don't even like it when we're kids, right? <laughs> especially if they still, if you're 40, almost 43, and they still treat you like you're five. Oh, God. Yeah, that's a hard one. I am so, <laughs> love her so much. She was taking a trip to, today and I had to say goodbye to her last night. And I was like, force a hug on your mother who you don't even want to touch right now because you're so sick of her. But I did. I, it's fine. fine. Um, so you guys just, uh, you know, um, dear witchy poo. What do I have? Oh, I'm lovable on Instagram Buy my psychic development course. The new one is coming out. The advanced one. You're going to learn some fun stuff. Animal communication. I don't know if you'll get a whole bunch of deer in your house, but I'm going to do my best <laughs> to help you get there. I mean, that's the dream, right? Right. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, Christian, for being here. So thank fun. You. And until next time, you guys, keep living a life that's worth burning for.